0: If you hang out with us long enough, you'll start to believe in yourself and realize that you're capable of anything. Enjoy the the show.
1: show. Hello, hello. Welcome back once again to Inner Bloom. I'm Alexa. Hi, I'm Ambrosia. Hi, everybody. And we are so excited to have our friend, part of our community, uh, Jocelyn Moore here, who is an intuitive healer and artist. Hi, Jocelyn. Welcome to the show.
2: Hi, guys. Hi, everyone. I'm so excited to be here. So excited to have you here.
1: Yeah, we are so excited because you've been such like an integral part of our community um, especially over the past what, like six months, has it been?
2: Yeah, yeah, it's been a steady roller coaster going straight up.
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. First you, first you did our twelve uh, week program. You're not crazy, you're intuitive. Then we did a Arc Nine event in Philadelphia at a place that you work, and you arranged that, and it was awesome. Yeah. Then you came to our Georgia retreat. And now you're you're doing some you're doing your own thing. And it's it's so exciting and magical experiences, which is so cool. And we want to yeah, we want to get into all of that. Um, But first, since you're new to the podcast, why don't you tell people just a little bit about yourself, what your background is, anything that feels relevant to your story to share?
2: Yes. So I'm Jocelyn Moore. I am an intuitive healer and artist based in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. And um, I am originally from Newark, Delaware. That's where I grew up. Um, So most of my uh, formative years I've spent moving around. My mom was in the Air Force and and so after my parents split up and she was no longer in the Air Force, um, my world changed a lot. And so I think that was something that um, caused me to move to Delaware. And so I grew up in Delaware and um, started to become a person there. Um, after that, I, I think I, I started to kind of like come into some of my spiritual gifts via art. Um, I've always been an artist and really focused in on that and thought that artists were intuitive people. So I think that honing my art skills was the first clue to intuition for me.
0: Hmm. That makes sense. Yeah. What kind of art do you do? Right now I make digital
2: art, um, but I've always been a multimedia artist practicing pastels and paint, um, like marker, fibers, um, sculpture, anything that drew my eye at the time I've even done things with like plastics
0: huh, Oh, cool, cool. I, like yeah. melt plastics or like what kind of plastic? yeah yes
2: fused plastic so you could you could even do this during the pandemic I did a lot of art projects where I was fusing plastic bags together and putting things between the plastic bags and then you get basically like a plastic bag stained glass
1: oh cool that's so cool yeah I, yeah I love artists who also like upcycle and use like recycled yeah. materials I think that is just like the coolest thing and um I also love Jocelyn that you brought up you know or that you said that like your intuition kind of came about through your art and that you've always thought of art as using your intuition because really I say that all the time like art is channeling, like art is, where's that all coming from? Where's your creativity Mm -hmm. coming from? Where are your ideas coming from? You're just letting it flow and you're letting like the stream flow through you. And, um, and I think that that's really an important thing to say, like, if you're an artist, like you're, you are intuitive because you're channeling things all the time. Do you have any, um, other thoughts on, on like art and intuition?
2: Yes. So I think it's funny because being an artist was the first time that I had people recognize a natural skill that I had that other people didn't seem to have and that I was one other for, but two kind of revered for it was, you know, I was other, but it was a good kind of other. Um, And then later in my life, when I came into my spirituality, I experienced that again. And I'm sure you two can speak to that. Just this like feeling like, you know, I'm doing something, but you can do it too. You know, there, Mm -hmm. there is always a way to hone in on these things. Just takes time. Totally.
1: Just takes time. And speaking of that, you know, as we mentioned before, you were part of our like launch of our, you're not crazy, your intuitive course, um, which is now part of what we call super bloom, which is our, Uh, It's a course, it's a community, it's a membership, it's a place for people who are developing their intuition and would love to know like what your journey has been like specifically with your intuition because you mentioned that, you know, early on it wasn't such a big part, or it was something that you hadn't come into yet, and you only have really come into that in recent years. So could you give everyone like a kind of a breakdown of how you've experienced your intuition over time?
2: Yes. So uh, I, after the pandemic, um, I, I really was launched into this idea of um change and reinventing myself and thinking about what was important to me before the pandemic i worked in an auction house and that is my background in fine art and antiques and so um just before i was leaving that auction house i started to recognize that i was making energy exchanges all the time so i was making energy exchanges having these nuanced art talks with art collectors but also experiencing objects coming in and out of my space all the time that had stories. So um, I didn't know it at the time, but I was practicing telemetry. I was getting feedback from these objects that were always near me. And it just really put into place the impermanence that constitutes our existence. It's like we can't exist without this impermanent, you know, coming and going of things. And so it just made me question a lot. And I left the auction house and during the pandemic, I started to explore this. Um, And I had a one-off conversation with a relative where they told me that uh, my family has a history of practicing a type of Mexican folk magic called um, guanderismo. And in Mexican heritage, a Guandera is just a healer. And that was it like that was like the light bulb that I needed to help me to hone my spirituality and understand what it meant to me. Like, what is this next chapter going to be for me now that I have this new information and I'm changing? And that was when I started to really look into it and find the right books and the right teachers and the right podcasts.
0: That's awesome. That's awesome. And how long ago was that? I'm sorry. I must have I missed mm-hmm. that one.
2: No, it was, it was, uh, it was like through the pandemic. So I would say I left the auction house in December of 2019 Mm -hmm. and and until now. So it's only really been about two years. And so um, like I I was saying, and like other listeners, I found you guys through the podcast first, you know, exploring spirituality, trying to see what was out there. And you two were the first who uh, gave anecdotes and explained spiritual skill sets in a way that was tangible for me I was Mm. like oh it's approachable I they are interviewing a person who's passed like they're interviewing a person who just walked into the room (laughs) and it just made it so accessible for me and Mm. um presented these skills that seem like you know they are something different in a very tangible light Mm. um And then after hearing the podcast, I was like, all right, I got to take this course like this is the time I know this is the right the right way for me. And I listened to my intuition and I took the course and even in like the second class, I would say, you know, at first people are a little scared they don't they're still doubting themselves. But by the second class it was like I felt energetic ice breaking within Mm -hmm. myself and within the other people in the class. People were getting more comfortable. They were starting to feel more sure of themselves and um, just more of that energy of approachability. And I can do this too. And there are people supporting me who want me to do it. And so there's just a renewed sense of purpose in all people who, one, find community like that, and two, are learning about themselves through these communities, So taking the course really helped me to be a lot more confident in in myself and to practice so that I knew that I could do it and see that I could get results. And also that it doesn't even matter if I think the results are, you know, right or not. That is the biggest thing. Yeah. It helps you so much not to be doubtful if your teachers are telling you, like, listen, there's not there's no right. There's no or wrong, you know, there's no better or worse. It is just what comes through you is
0: meant to happen. And I think that's such a good point. Oh, I'm going to And I think that when I, because when I started to do this, and I say this in the course, oh, my eyes twitching now, Jesus. When <laughs> do you I, need to I was, go again, last no, episode, I'm good, I'm good everybody. <laughs> I'm good. Um, no, when I started to do this first in the very beginning, um, I thought I was a terrible medium. I thought, okay, well, I'm good at psychic stuff, but I'm not good at talking to people that have passed away because I was comparing myself a lot to people that have been doing this for 20 plus years. I would say, um, I don't get names, I don't get date of births, I don't get this, I don't get that. I just don't get as much information as I wanted. And I feel like what I learned is that this is like a muscle, the more you use it, the better it gets. and Um, I was able to get a name last uh, couple of weeks ago, and the person's like, that name doesn't make sense. That name doesn't make sense. Well, it turns out that I was given their birth name, and the person that I was reading for did not know the person by that name. They knew them by their nickname and assumed that that was their actual name. So they sent me an email and was like, no, that was her birth name, and I had no idea. Wow. It's really cool because as you keep going with this, you understand like, oh my gosh, I'm not terrible at this. I'm actually connecting and I'm not just making this up out of nowhere. When I do, um, I have in the past, when I've done live events in the past, there's a joke growing around that I would make people cry. And that at the time really gave me solace because it made me feel like, okay, I'm connecting to someone's loved one so much that, they feel like they're here and that makes me right. happy. And I think that that's that's a skill that um, really has to be honed and tapped into. And so I love the way that you said that because I think we all have those doubts, especially when we take a course or when we work in a school setting, there's a right and a wrong answer. And with intuition, there's really not. It's all gray, so.
2: Yes, I completely agree with you. and. I think, I mean, you can even extrapolate that to it's all gray in general. Like, you know, you know something today that you didn't know yesterday and Mm -hmm. it can change your outlook on the world and change your outlook on life. And some of these things certainly do Um, like the things that we learn, for example, the mediumship practices that we are, are learning from the Anna Bloom community change the idea of being able to speak with your loved one after they're gone. Gone. You know, like that doesn't even mean anything. Mm-hmm. And so I just it more and more I feel like if people would would be open and more receptive, then they wouldn't have to grieve so much when their loved ones pass.
1: Mm-hmm. Right. Right. So, totally. I also think like <sighs> well my comment was actually more so about the, the the rightness and the wrongness that you brought up, mm-hmm. Jocelyn. I think that that is one of the biggest hurdles that people have to get over when they're developing their intuition. And Ambi just touched on this too about how you know in school, and we actually talk about this in the course. In school, <clears throat> you're taught there's only one answer, and if you don't get the right answer, then you either didn't study or something's wrong with you well, wrong. or yeah. Or you're just wrong. You're just wrong. Right. And um, and nobody likes to... Th- we, we're so conditioned to like just want to make sure we have the right answer before we put anything out there. You know what I mean? Because we don't want to look, quote, stupid. Especially women. Especially women. I mean, they've done so much research on women in classrooms and how likely they are to like raise their hands and just stuff like that. So what I think has been really interesting and i'm just glad you brought it up is 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 exactly that is is how that is the biggest piece to developing your mm-hmm. intuition it's not the stuff that you think it is it's actually just allowing yourself to be like hey i just thought of i just received this word in my head or hey i just heard this song playing in my head or hey i just um i i saw a symbol of a drum i don't know what that means but I'm going to work with it. Right.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: we're just so um, conditioned away from being like, I only have this small piece of information and I don't know what it means, but I'm going to roll with it. We're, we're more conditioned to be like, you must be absolutely certain of what the answer is before you put it out there, or you will feel embarrassed or something like that. Right. So, can you elaborate on that, like from just from your perspective of being in a course like this and like was that challenge, like what was that like for you to like put yourself in a different frame of mind um, with regards to developing this?
2: Yeah, of course. So I would say the the biggest difference now from before I took the course to right now is that I had such a burgeoning curiosity about what all of this was. And so I wasn't so much like, oh, can I do this or can't I do this? I was just, I had so many questions, you know, how Mm. is it done? And even if you've gotten a reading from someone, you don't necessarily know how they're getting messages, even if you know about getting messages. And so having you guys break it down and again, reinforce that approachability to it, made me just so much more confident, confident in my abilities, but confident in my life. I felt powerful. And, um, and I mean, I still do. And it is just a really wonderful practice for anybody to be in, I think, um, to be using their intuition, but to further explore it and and just tune into like how you're getting your messages, which Mm -hmm. seems like a big thing that you guys focus on. Um, it has been really helpful for me. So, an example of uh, doubting yourself when you're really getting a message. I have from from the retreat. Actually, we did some mediumship work where we were in groups, and there was someone in the group who said, "Okay, I'm going to ask you guys to call in my father. My father's passed away, and here's his name." So I'm tuning in, and I don't particularly think that I'm you know great at mediumship as as like one of my gifts. I I, I do it, but. Um, anyway, so I'm tuning in, I'm tuning in, just have his name, waiting for him to kind of give me something. And I started hearing a uh, Frank Sinatra song and it was the theme from New York, New York. And it was like, da, 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 start spreading the news. And so he comes in and I was like, "What is this? Okay, well, but, but, all right, it's here. So I took it, I wrote down some other notes and when it was time to share with her, she um, was like, what did you guys get? And I said, it was so weird. He he played this like Frank Sinatra song for me. Does that mean anything to you? And her face just sank. Like it was the, like all of the blood <laughs> left her face. And she was like, yeah, my dad's favorite artist is Frank Sinatra. And he would play it when I was calling him or I would hear it in the background. Or like if we had a family party, always Frank Sinatra. Mm-hmm. And Um, it's just funny because it let me know one, that is an effective way for me to get messages, to listen Mm -hmm. for songs, but two, that I can trust my ability and trust my, um, ability to discern when I'm getting messages versus whether it's, it's me because something that did come up for me when I was hearing that song was, well, my boyfriend is from New York. He spends quite a lot of time there, you know, his family's from there. They love Frank Sinatra. So, I for a second was like, maybe I'm just, you know, bring, whatever. But I brought it up to her anyway, and it was the correct message, or it was the message that she was meant to get. So, um, that is an example of being at the retreat. I mean, one small example of so many things that happen, but being at a retreat with you guys and the support that you get, and the reassurance and affirmation. Um, that's, that comes from an environment like that, where everybody is there and they're like, so open-minded and open hearted.
0: Mm, I love that example. Thank you for sharing that. And I, I think that that is the beauty and the excitement of being able to play, being able to be in a container or a safe area that you're just feeling out and seeing what happens. And that's really what we wanted to, one of the things, not the only thing, but one of the things that we wanted to go over in this course is the ability to get to know your intuition because everybody's going to receive messages differently and the ability that it's okay to be wrong and the opportunity to be wrong. I think that is really important too. And I know that um, when I started out, I didn't have that. I never had that opportunity to be wrong. It was always, you have to be right. And so that led to a lot of inner struggle and inner turmoil, which I think one of the reasons that I've been able to really pinpoint, this is what works. This is what doesn't is because I spent years trying to figure it out. So I love that. And I think that that is such a beautiful example of, how your intuition opens up when you just allow yourself to be wrong and
1: allow yourself to play.
2: Yes. Um, Yeah. Huge. Uh, Were you going to say something, Alexa?
1: I was, but uh, you're, you're welcome to go.
2: (laughs) I was just going to say something else that I realized last week um, was I, like a lot of people used to be just so anxiety ridden. And um, I mean, like my whole life. And uh, it's not that I don't have anxiety ever anymore, but it's a lot more controlled now. And during that time, after I left the auction house in the interim between leaving and kind of exploring things during the pandemic, et cetera, I realized that I realized, oh, wait, I'm feeling so much anxiety. I can't focus on anything else. And I think that going to therapy and seeking solutions around that one, recognizing it like, okay, Mm -hmm. my anxiety is keeping me from doing things. And then, you know, taking other steps, it led me to a realization that I, I couldn't have possibly ever started to do this work before, because I needed to break down some of those anxious uh, tendencies first.
0: Mm, That's a beautiful thing to share. And I think that's something else that naturally comes up for people no matter what course or no matter what avenue you decide to go down intuition wise, whether it's um, Reiki or um, a different type of energy work or psychic mediumship, right? Or something else. You'll find that there's a lot of inner work that needs to be done too. And there's a lot of aspects about yourself that you have to face that you've probably been pushing down for a while because it's easier to ignore them and pretend like they don't exist. So I think that that's something also that people should kind of be aware of in a good way. Absolutely.
1: And that's also where the community, like when we were designing Super Bloom, we were like, okay, what are all the elements that are needed here to help someone come into this as fully as they can or as they want to, right? Like, so it's, okay, the education piece, right? Like you you have all the modules to learn from. But then it's like, as you're going through that, yeah, things come up and things that maybe you weren't expecting or maybe you thought was totally fine before or wasn't a big deal before. Suddenly you're feeling it a little more intensely. So that's where the community piece comes in as well as the coaching piece which is that the community is is a private community. It's full of other people who are going through similar things. Um, and then the coaching piece is that Ambie and I are there every week to coach and be there to answer the questions that come up that maybe the other people in the group don't know or you just need some some guidance on. Um, we wanted to create the education and the support system because I think both are so important. And Jocelyn, even I'm sure you can attest to. And I always am blown away every time we do an, a retreat. I, I I know it, but I always like forget it on a visceral level how. Just like everyone just like opens up completely and it's mm-hmm. like, yeah, things come up, but it's like everyone is held because they just feel so safe and it's okay that like, I remember someone in particular, um, who was at the retreat who had, had a couple times that things came up, but like really, really triggering things came up for them. And, you know, it was so beautiful to watch them kind of go through their process of, um, kind of like retreating a little bit, uh, trying to figure out how to process it, and then coming back to the group and saying, I just feel like I need to share with you all like what I'm going through. And it was Mm -hmm. so beautiful because they said that they never felt comfortable to do that before. They probably would have just completely isolated and just shut down, but they felt so safe and uh, that they knew they would be understood. And it was this really big healing moment for them. So I just think that the community piece is so overlooked and right now in this moment of time especially as women like we need each other desperately to have that space for each other you know
2: yes and that was definitely something else that I didn't uh anticipate at the retreat that I got was just this group of women who um reassured me that it was okay to to be the kind of friend that I am to be, you know, empathetic and um, that I'm like not asking too much of people when I am giving my full self to them or, you know, of course, to reinforce boundaries when it's good. But like these women that were there were so caring and, you know, like not the kind of friend that's going to like say, hey, let's go get lunch and then ghost you like it. They you know, they're genuine people. And it made me feel so much better coming home from the retreat, because I felt like I had some solidarity with some people who were like me. And this was completely not spiritual, you know, they were just good people. So um, that's something else that you really do get from this that I, I just did not see
0: coming. Yeah, I think that's, that's a really important thing. And a side note, um, there's still a Facebook group, and not a Facebook group, Facebook chat going on, with all of the people from the retreat and they are still in communication as of today. And it's just, it's really fun to see all the conversations and someone's making t-shirts and it's just, (laughs) it's adorable, like how it continues on. And we have people from our first retreat that are still friends. So, and they've met through the retreat. So it's, it's definitely that community feeling, not only like going to a retreat with someone and meeting someone there, but it's also having that camaraderie, that common, you know, outcast feeling or that feeling of I'm a little different, but you accept me the way that I am. And that is something that we try not only to have in the Super Bloom slash or Not Crazy or Intuitive, but also in Inner Bloom in the podcast and the community there. So if you're not in there, it's free. Join it. It's a Facebook group. It's really fun. Mm-hmm. And very nice. Yeah. People.
2: It's really fun and uh, approachable.
1: Yes. I like that word, Jocelyn. You used that a couple of times, approachable. Because that I think that is the other thing I've been thinking about, you know, like I, I think people – I, another thing that I've constantly heard in the program is um, – or people talking about developing their intuition is like, but I'm not like Ambie or like, you know, but I can't do – it's that comparison thing, right? And that feeling of like I'm – I'll never be there or I'm not enough. And I used to do that too. And some, I still do it a little bit, but I've worked my way out of it mostly But it's like, I think the number one thing, I was just saying this to the coaching group the other day, I was like, you have your own unique language that is being spoken to you all the time. And no one else can interpret it the way that you can. And that goes, same for... Ambrosia and myself and Jocelyn and whoever it's everybody has their own language so you're not competing against anyone else really you're competing against yourself when you're competing like mm-hmm. 100%. you're 100% because all it's it's like it's like you have your own unique code and when you're looking at other people going they're getting their code easier than me i want their mm-hmm. code it's like you can you can't interpret their code like you can only interpret your code so it's about allowing yourself to understand that sometimes it takes time to learn new codes and new things, you know, and that's okay. Yeah. And we're not all going to receive our code in the exact same way. Some people get it this way, some people get it that way, and I think that's why also this journey of intuitive development is really a self-love journey too because it's about accepting who you are and accepting how you how your gift works and Mm -hmm. knowing that that's enough and that's beautiful, you know? Yeah. Um, I want to say two things really quick. One, I want to say that
0: anybody who's listening to this, don't let other people tell you that you're not enough, that you're not intuitive enough, that you're not smart enough, you're not whatever enough. Because I do remember doing the same thing to probably every single psychic or intuitive that we've had on the podcast at some point. Well, I don't get information that the way they get it. So I must be wrong. That's not true. And two, I had a reading with someone. Um, she was giving me a reading. I asked her, this is long ago. If I could turn a business into professional readings, her response to me was I've had to break a lot of parts to tell people they're intuitive, but you are not one of them. You're highly intuitive and you could do this as a business. One, who the fuck is someone else to tell you that you are or are not intuitive? Yeah. Right? Everybody is intuitive. Mm -hmm. So when she said that to me, I was seeking outside validation and I got the validation. But what ended up happening was me looking at it and going, who the fuck is she to tell me that I can or can't do something? She's just a person, you know? Yeah. So it's absolutely... Take this information and empower yourself with it. Don't disempower yourself. And then the other thing I wanted to say was, Jocelyn, you have had uh, your first live event, correct? And you were doing readings for people. How did that go?
2: It went swimmingly. Uh, I really had a great time. I was so energized afterwards. And so that was interesting for me. I, I did maybe the whole night uh, in like three hours, I probably did about 20 readings and wow. they, yeah. And so they were back to back and um, people were
0: shook and it was just like a one card reading. I love it.
1: I was there so... and I brought a friend and she was like, well, damn, she didn't have to call me out like that.
2: <laughs> I, was like, oh. I know. And it's so funny because, yeah, like obviously, I'm not trying to, you know, scare anyone or whatever. But no, whatever you scare is what comes through. Yeah, yeah I, I just, I just tell them, um, and you know, this is something you say to us in the course. I'm going to tell you everything that I hear, see, and feel. If I hear a song, I'm going to tell you what it is. If I see yeah. a face, I'm going to tell you what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, actually, it's something that really helps me now that I am offering different services to understand how my gifts are coming through how they work, how to work with other people also, and kind of like take cues from them. Cause I can tell what I see, but I, I don't know how that relates in your mind yet, you know, and mm-hmm. until you say something. Right. Um, so that was a fun experience and it was wonderful to get feedback from people afterwards, like later in the night or the next day, they might DM me and say, you know, that they had a great experience. And um, so that was wonderful to feel like I was helping people but that I didn't have to do a lot. You know, I was just doing what came naturally to me. That's
1: awesome.
0: It was, that's so good.
1: It was such a wonderful event. It was so, it was funny. It was so funny. (laughs) It was so creative. It was so cute. It was adorable. And just, a lot. I I watched Jocelyn all night. At, well, as long as I was there, which was I don't know, maybe like an hour or ninety minutes. I'm not even sure. But, <laughs> all um, night. All night. Which was <laughs> <is> all. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but I I watched her, and I was I was just having like a very, just she's so cool, so calm, so collected. At least that's how she appeared on the outside. And you know, I was just sitting here thinking, like, wow, like I'm so proud of her. Like I'm so happy for her that she is taking what she learned and putting like bringing it into the world and keeping going with it because i think one of the things we we said in the course at the end is like don't stop You know, like no matter what you do, don't stop. Like try to like get out there and put your, if you want to do this and if you want this to keep growing, remember it's a muscle you got to work out. Right. So obviously, and I know that can be scary for some people, but Jocelyn, you've put yourself out there numerous times and this was your biggest one yet. And it it was just so, it was a huge success. And I was just so happy for you because you looked very in your element and very confident and, um, and We would love it if you would share, you know, a little bit about what services you are offering right now and how people, if they want to uh, partake, can contact you.
2: Yes. So I would love to. Um, Right now I offer Oracle readings and I also offer uh, through Calendly. So you can find me on my Instagram, which is just Jocelyn Moore Studios. And so you can go to my Instagram. You'll see some of what my card reading looks like. You'll see what I look like. And um, I offer Oracle readings, but because I'm an artist, I also have another kind of unique service that I've started. This service is called an intuitive drawing. And because I make digital art, I will use my iPad and you come to me essentially for a reading. And so you can tell me what you'd like to ask and we'll speak for, you know, maybe 30 minutes or so. And while you're speaking to me i will use what energy is coming to me and in my mind's eye um will draw an image and so whatever's coming to me whatever symbols or animals or anything i'll draw it and by the end of the conversation you'll come away with symbols sacred symbols to use and move throughout your life you can you know use the it's a pdf that that you get and so you can put it on your phone screen if you want to be reminded or you could print it and put it in your home. You can frame it, whatever you want, but it's your specific symbols that your spirit guides want you to know. So if you're out in the world and I drew a rabbit on your drawing and you see a rabbit, you can know that your spirit guides are looking to get in touch with you about the subject that we discussed. Mm -hmm. So it is um, like a talisman of sorts.
0: That is so cool. I love that. Such a unique offering too. I love that. Totally. Thank you.
1: It really is. And I've always... Again, it circles back around to what we were talking about in the beginning, right? Like, art is so channeled and energetic and contains mm-hmm. if you if you're someone who likes to talk about codes energetic codes like it it contains all those things you know or it contains all the symbology as you're talking about and to be able to have that like on your phone as your screensaver or wherever or just like a sticker or or on your wall I mean how unique is that it's so cool um so basically what you're saying Jocelyn just to clarify because we're going to put this in the show notes uh people mm-hmm. can get uh, both of your access to both of those services by going to the link in your Instagram. Correct. Cool. Cool. So we're going to put Jocelyn's Instagram in the show notes of this episode, if you're listening on the audio version. Um, and uh, that way you guys can go there and check out her services and um, yeah, support her and her, her brand new ventures, which are just beginning and just blooming and yeah, um, yeah, Jocelyn, it's it's just so it's so beautiful to watch you just go through your journey. And um, is there anything else that you feel like you want people to know? We, we did name this episode um, What to Look For – no, Learning What to Look For with Jocelyn Moore, which rhymes. That's cute. Like that. <laughs> I said, I was like, this is going to be your new podcast. Can't you just yeah. see it? Learning What to Look this For is... with Jocelyn Moore.
2: Yeah, yeah. It, it has been a journey of what, learning what to look for, for me. So yeah, I, I mean, in the beginning, being intuitive and having it come through in specific ways, like, um, like anxiety, but just not knowing that I was being sensitive to the happenings around me. And then, you know, being in the art world and just sensing things, I think it has been looking for the things that stick out to me, making note of them and trusting them. Mm-hmm. And so I was noticing things and making notes of them. But then when I took the course, when I went to the retreat, it was just more um, affirmation. And, um, and and just you guys being such great teachers, I think has really helped me to come into to my own confidence and looking for those signs and stopping to know that I'm, I, I am not crazy. I'm intuitive.
1: Yay, love that. Jocelyn, um, before, you. before we wrap up, actually, there is a question here from Eddie Montoya MCD says, yes. are having questions necessary for a reading or can someone just be open to what their spirit guides have to offer?
2: Uh, so I will offer either if you, if you have a question, I'm happy to feel into it, but I'm also happy to just ask your spirit guys what they have to offer. Um, Actually, Alexa, that was what happened to your friend that um, you brought to my readings and they had no questions. And they said, you know, everything's actually just going really great. And I said,
0: (laughs) okay. (laughs) And then I read the cards and she she (laughs) had some work. What happened? What was the card? We don't have to tell her name, but what happened? Like, what was the card?
2: The card said that she needed to enforce her boundaries And um, it's a tough one. Yeah, it's a toughie. And (laughs) that is something you teach in the course as well, having these spiritual uh, and energetic boundaries. And I mean, in all areas of life, that's super important. But that was the message that she got and a message that she knew. And, you know, you'll find, Eddie, that you already probably know what I'm going to tell you, but I'm happy to to make you feel better.
1: (laughs) That's, I, I just remember walking out and she was like, Damn, she didn't even call me out like that, but I guess she did because, <laughs> like, I knew I know this, but I just choose to ignore it. And I'm like, yeah, I mean, you can just keep going to intuitives and asking them the same thing, hoping you're gonna get a better prize. But I mean, until you take action on the thing that they've been telling you every single time, that the answer is not gonna change. It's just gonna mm-hmm. keep coming up. That yeah. is the, because trust me, in this world, I, I. People do this where it's like, okay, it's kind of like you get a fortune and it's like a little um, dopamine hit, right? It's like, okay, okay, yeah, maybe, maybe, like I'll think about that. And then you're like, ooh, like another fortune cookie. Let me see what this one says. And it basically is like pointing back to that one. And then after a while it's just like you're not getting any more answers except this one because this is all we're trying to tell you. Um, Yes. Yeah. Yes. And Eddie said, thank you. Reminders are always needed. Um, always. Absolutely. And I, and you know what? That is what intuitives are here for, right? To really reflect back to you. You might already know it, but maybe you haven't heard it in the way that you need to, to really digest it and feel safe to take action on it, right? Because if, if you did, then maybe you would have done it already, but maybe you need somebody to kind of break it down for you or show it to you in a way that feels better to you and um, and I think that is the gift that is why like intuitives are really you're a part therapist right like you're a part part-time therapist and you're Absolutely. you're part um, healer and you're part visionary and it all comes together to just you know be of service and it's really beautiful so
2: yeah yeah. Thank you guys so much. Thank Thank you you for trusting
0: us.
1: Yeah. Thank you for being such a great part of our community. We have enjoyed all the time we've got to spend with you. Thank you for coming on this podcast and sharing your story. And um, everyone, remember, you can find Jocelyn on Instagram, Jocelyn Moore Studios uh, on Instagram. And that's where you can find her services, right? Yes.
2: Mm That's right.
1: Alright, everyone. Well, thank you for tuning in. Thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. We love you. And until next time, keep on blooming. Bye, everybody. Bye. If you've enjoyed this podcast, we would love, love, love it if you would leave a rating and review on Apple iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. If you would like to get in touch for a reading with Ambi, an EFT session with Alexa, or just to say what up, you can email us at innerbloompodcast at gmail.com or follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Podcast.